Hello, and welcome to Book Reviews Kill, a podcast about fantasy, sci-fi, and horror novels. I'm Chad. And I'm Evan. And you are listening to the Monday Morning Minute. And this week in fictional news, the Horror Writers Association has announced the nominees for the 2023 Bram Stoker Awards, which recognize superior achievement in many horror-related categories. The awards are voted on by more than 2,000 members of the Horror Writers Association, and winners of the 2023 Bram Stoker Awards will be announced on June 1st at StokerCon, which takes place in San Diego. StokerCon! <laughs> there are a bunch of categories here, but the main one is superior achievement in a novel, so I'll just read those nominees. So the first nominee is Tananarive Dew's The Reformatory, and that's from Saga Press. Uh, I have heard this book in particular is like one of the best books of the year. Um, it's supposed to be like like Tananarive Dew is. If you haven't heard of her, uh, she's put out quite a few horror novels. I haven't read any of them, but apparently she's just like one of the best horror writers that not a lot of people are talking. I mean, every horror writer is under the huge shadow of Stephen King. Like if you go to like the horror section in a Barnes and Noble, it's like 60% Stephen King books and then a few horror writers. So I like giving horror writers some spotlight. Tanana Reeve Dews, The Reformatory just came out. Uh, it got a great shout out by Stephen King. Funny enough that I just mentioned him, but it's set in Jim Crow, Florida and follows a young man who has been sent to a reform school. So apparently there's all kinds of creepy stuff happening in the reform school. I'm going to get that soon. That's like the book that I'm kind of most excited to get into and to talk about that's on this list. But I'll keep going with the list. Uh, we've got Grady Hendrix's How to Sell a Haunted House. Lots of deceit. So <laughs> that's about a woman with a secretive family who returns home to help her deadbeat brother, the house that they grew up in. Uh, so that's I've never read any Grady Hendrix. I've heard kind of mixed things about him. So hmm. I, I feel like I should probably read a Grady Hendrix book before I tell thousands of people that there's mixed things about him. But no, you're allowed to tell what you've heard through the grapevine. You just sell it as if you've heard it through the grapevine. That's <laughs> through fine, the grapevine. Yeah. Okay, so the next one is uh, Stephen Graham Jones's Don't Fear the Reaper, which I guess is the second novel in the Indian Lake trilogy and a sequel to My Heart is a Chainsaw. Mm. So I have read two Stephen Graham Jones books. A great I, name, Stephen Graham Jones. Yeah, yeah. I read a uh, Mongrels, which is like a really cool take on werewolves. Ooh, and then I also. I also read uh, The Only Good Indians, which was like one of the weirdest books that I've read in quite some time. Is it like Skinwalkers? No, I don't. It's like those are some of the scariest cryptids <laughs> for sure. If you can even call them cryptids, I'm not even sure if they fall into that category, but if they are, they're the scariest. Way scarier than a Bigfoot. I think most Skinwalker and like um, Wendigo stuff is like uh, Native American folklore. Oh, for sure. Yeah. So I don't even. Oh, this is Indian. Got it. Yeah, like, so then we've got uh, Victor Lavalle's Lone Woman, which follows a homesteader in Montana haunted by secrets and a dark past. And then we have Chuck Wendig's... More skinwalkers, uh, it sounds like. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, <laughs> and then we have Chuck Wendig's Black River Orchard, and that is about a small town which is transformed when seven strange trees begin bearing magical apples. What? Uh, I know, I, I read that and I was like, that's really spe strangely specific. Yeah. Chuck Wendig uh, wrote another, I think it's a duology. The first book is called Wanderers, I think. And it's about a, I really want to read it. I've got the first one here. It's about like this plague, which makes everybody, not everybody, but a large portion of the population start sleepwalking towards the same spot, which 
sound like Chuck Wendig has some really interesting ideas. That's super creepy. I know. Yeah, I really want to get going on that. Do they navigate around stuff? Or I they have just no like idea. walking up yeah. against a wall, like <laughs> straight line only. I've heard it's really good. I've heard it's awesome. Like up there with like the stand or like Swan Song, you know. And like really, really. Once good. they all get together, there's like something to be afraid of with uh, mobs. You know, like mobs are mindless things. Yeah, you know, and so like that's kind like, of a cool thing that zombies. the result of the the disease. You know. So, okay, the Apple thing was cool because it just got yeah. my brain thinking, okay, what odds, let's say there was a tr- uh, magical tree in your town, and sure. for every 100 apples that were pulled off of it, 99 of them got, like, really cool magic powers, and then, like, one of them got, like, super screwed, like, the Midas gold touch thing or something, you know? Would you do it with 99% odds? What do you mean that? What do you... Like, flight. You're going to get a random cool power. Oh. With 99 of them, but 100, we're going to get like a really disabling power. Like Midas Touch, like touching everything turns you into gold or something like that. Yeah, I would take the chance for sure. You would? Yeah, they'll like fly or turn invisible. Yeah, but what if it like ruins your whole life, like never eating again? You're like, yeah, it's worth it. I probably would too. One in a hundred? Come on. Yeah, I think I would too. No, I'm on your side. I just wanted to like be devil's advocate. (laughs) No, if it was like one in 10, I'd probably pass, but like you're fine. It's like you have no food allergies. What? That's the lamest thing. Yeah, I'll take 99 out of 100 odds, like, any sure. day. Um, yeah, but, I mean, you wouldn't do that if, like, that's what the odds were to, like, get to your destination on an airplane. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but it's not also a life-altering superpower. So, anyway, sorry to interrupt. Keep going. <laughs> oh, man, I don't even think planes are, like, real. How, how are they even doing that? Dude, lift. It's amazing. Uh, I know. Pulled it's been explained to me it's so, so many cool. times. Like, I've, I've had to explain... A million times. <laughs> yeah. I still think it's magic. I still don't think it's real. Like, there's no way we're actually flying. Dude, it's, <laughs> it's like bonkers. A, it's like, <laughs> anyway. And, like, imagine, like, we went from, like, Orville Brothers or whatever on, from, like, n- early 1900s to, like, in space over the course of 100 years. Boom. What's up, advancement? Scientists, listeners that are really annoyed with me right now. I'm just kidding. I actually, I, I understand that we, we are actually flying planes. So yeah, totally. But, <laughs> totally. I haven't gets it. Yeah. <laughs> I just think they're weird too. Anyway, uh, also Dude, another it's still magical. Like, I don't know how a light bulb works right now. <laughs> another bit of news that we have here, uh, according to, I, I don't know if any of you, any of you saw this. It was pretty big news over the week, but we're getting a Borderlands movie. Really? I did not hear about Kate, that. Kate Blanchett, uh, Kevin Hart. I think he's also in it. A couple more What's like like plot? A-list celebrity dude. Okay, so like that. Uh, I watched the trailer. Yeah, the people and taking cool. their stuff. I mean, honestly, the the aesthetic for the movie looks pretty good, and and I know that's like a uh, fairly easy thing to nail considering the aesthetic for the games is so good. Uh, the I don't know, like it looks. I'm gonna ah, I don't know. I kind of want to see it. I, I bet it'll be as good as the new Dungeons and Dragons movie. You know what I mean? Like, it'll be. I'm that sorry. Good. What I have the trailer playing in my ear i should just focus on you i apologize what were you saying <laughs> it's okay i was just saying like it looks okay i think it's going to be about as good as the new dungeons and dragons movie oh like, god which like was like a solid 6.8 yeah, it's fine it was it's like it was, seven I seems a like time. a bit much i saw it in theaters i had a, a totally fine time with the dungeons and dragons movies i haven't i haven't watched it since i'll go see another no. one in theaters if it comes out I, that's kind of how i'm feeling about the borderlands movie uh so this is a bit of news related to the borderlands movie that kind of also answers your question uh, according to gearbox founder gearbox for anybody that doesn't know gearbox is the company that made the original uh, borderlands games uh randy pitchford uh the new borderlands movie will be the start of a quote borderlands cinematic universe because apparently we don't have enough cinematic universes 
uh, Dude, because we don't just invest our money in one thing. It's got to be an entire world capable of hosting multiple series and a couple TV shows. I mean, I'm kind of cynical about it, but I'm also kind of here for it because yeah, same. Like, I don't know, man. Like, I'm going to make fun of it and still like take yeah, my money. No, for real. It's <laughs> yeah. Like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> you, you took the words out of my mouth, but I made <laughs> yeah. it further that the movie is not either Borderlands 1 or 2, but will take place in the same universe with a different storyline while featuring some characters we have already seen. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I feel like it was like a thing nobody really asked for, but also no one's really upset about. Kind so. like the Jumanji movies. That's how, <laughs> sure. how good it's going to be, which was <laughs> awesome. They like straight up hold yeah. it off. And I did not think they were going to because of the past, like the old Jumanji movie was so good. But dare. man, they're oh, okay. I thought you were gonna really speak, funny. I thought you were going to speak ill about the Robin Williams Jumanji for a second. No, I, no, I love the old ones. I love the new yeah. ones. All Jumanji is good in my book. But yeah, so if they do that and they just like, you know, nobody's asking for it, but all of a sudden comes out with a good thing. I've watched like a third of the trailer and it looks pretty cool. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't know. Video game movies, you just got to kind of go into it with open expectations. And if it's really cool, that's awesome. And if it's bad, then it was a video game movie. Like, and the Borderlands games are already like, I like Borderlands a lot, but they're not amazingly written like (laughs) video games. Right. Yeah. They're not like works of art. I mean, they look they're really pretty cool. cool. They look really they're, cool. They're, maybe they're fun games. Some of the cool looking also, self-shaded games. Yeah, I, I think it'll be fun. It's just one of those, you know, get your popcorn, get your soda, go see the movie, have a good time kind of thing. And then you probably won't think about it much. After, Or, I mean, I could be wrong. It could be really awesome. Probably won't be. <laughs> let's not be. get our expectations up too high i hope it goes the way of like daredevil you know where it's kind of like that like slapstick but kind of well, like where they have one character that's invisible the whole time and then he gets electrocuted and we find out that it's brad pitt you know like that sort of humor i think that's a real I, good i think it's going to be right up uh, right up on the line of a totally obnoxious um which is what the borderlands games are anyway so it's fine <laughs> totally I'm, I'm to be totally totally frank I, for as far as movies go for the coming year, I mean, I really don't care too much about anything except for the Dune movie that's coming out. Uh, I'm going to try to go see it this week um, before the next Monday morning minute. I might not have time to go see it this week. But oh, I didn't know that it was out already. It's uh, Well, it comes out March 1st, but I think it's a lot of people have already seen it, I think. Um, there's been like, you know, early showings. You naughty people watching it online, watching the cam version? Gosh, this is awful. I've heard that it's not quite as good as the first one, but that's just like one thing that I saw. Like, I don't know, man. Okay, I, okay, I have okay. a feeling it's going to be... Like, I saw that trailer. We all, we all sat and watched that trailer. Dude. Like, it looks pretty cool. If there's anything that we should take into, like, actual evidence was, like, the whole last movie, right? That movie yeah. rocked. It's so, really like, they've got, they've got the benefit of my doubt until I see differently, you know? Because, like, one yeah. person being like, oh, it wasn't very good. It's like, well, yeah, I got three <laughs> hours of like opinion, cinema. Right? Like, if you told me that, I'd be like, well, I trust your opinion because, you know, we have great opinions. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I'm going to go see that as soon great. as I can. Um, but I don't know. I'm With, with movies like this... Uh, I do absolutely want to go see it in theater, um, but I also I'm I don't super love like big crowds, so I always kind of like wait like a week or two, you know, let it kind of die down a little bit, so I'm not like in a packed like shoulder to shoulder theater. I like yeah. having a little bit of space around me and stuff. I'm kind of stoked to learn that that shoulder to shoulder experience is still out there though, because like I was kind of under the impression that like, like nobody that. was going to move. I don't really know. Like in, on the first day that a movie comes out, is it packed in there? For the second Dune movie, I'm sure there'll be sold out shows so, for sure. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, but not for like Borderlands. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. Maybe 
Sorry, Borderlands. Right. Yeah, I remember uh, I went and purchased the Jedi. It was like a Jedi power battles game. It was kind of similar to a to one of your Souls games in that it was like very difficult. What was that game called? Uh, it's, Are you playing Star Wars? Um, what the hell you were called? playing as that kid from um, Shamed, uh, Shameless, Shameful, Shameful, Shameless. Yeah, Shameless, the redhead yeah. in Shameless. He was the main character and actor, oh player sorry, person. Sorry to, to everybody that's screaming into their phones and their. I know Jedi. Right now, so I don't know. It was called, I may fall in order, perhaps. Fall in order. Yeah, that's the first one, and then I can't remember the name. Cool. The yeah, it was one. a pretty good game. I enjoyed it quite a bit. Well, yeah. I was. Uh, I just like needed a video game to play, and that game came out, and I just so like stars aligned. I wasn't hyped for it or anything. Didn't even know it existed, but I got it on the day that it came out, and I was oh. being. I was so stoked because I went at like. 11 30 or something after they had it the guy was like no it's not even out yet but you can come in like two hours i was like oh cool so i went in for a midnight release and it was the middle of winter uh down in like the old mill which is a little shopping center we have and there was at midnight on a tuesday in the cold 45 people out there dressed up as jedi like Sweet. jar jar pinkses <laughs> and siths and stuff and i was like stop I was really heartened. I was like man humanity is so cool you know like i was just stoked <laughs> that people were still doing that yeah no, no. I mean, for Star Wars, you're always going to get... Totally, but you know, this game, like what? <laughs> no, for sure. I mean, it's, a, it's a pretty good game. It is a pretty like, good game, yeah. It was yeah, fun. I like it. All right, let's move on. That was a nice, nice, chunky news segment. Tell me about your week, Chad. Dude, I will. I'm going to tell you a little bit about the Bram Stoker Award first, because I'm just doing a little history on it, and it was relevant. Oh, sure. Yeah, and uh, it. it's really cool. So when they first started the... Um, Bram Stoker Award, obviously, after the writer, they wanted it to be not based upon the like best of the year, like the popular thing. They didn't want it to be a popularity contest, like so many of these things inevitably kind of turn into. Um, mm-hmm. But they wanted it to be for superior achievement, and which is just yeah, really cool. That's what they say for all their categories. Yeah. yeah. And so they allowed for a few different types of ways that like the list of possibilities, uh, possibles, the hopefuls can um, do, which is like being elected by any members from their HWA, which is like their leading. Um, committee group or whatever and then uh, also there's like a jury that establishes a list and so they have a different a few different ways that you can get on that list and it's not just like the big names people is really trying to find people who did something different and like did something worth noting as an achievement in the writing world which i think is pretty uh laudable so i just want to throw that out there because i thought it was cool thank you appreciate that yeah yeah of course okay wow man I don't know if you've had a chance to. We just released the Malazan episode. It's over two hours long. It's just Thanks ginormous. Super lengthy recaps. Yeah, dude. I'm not going to lie. I've been kind of getting off to the recaps. Like, it's been taking a lot of time, <laughs> but it's been a lot of fun. I've just been enjoying it. If they continue to get... At some point, Evan will have to be like, okay, tone it back, you know? Because, like, I will hit that line at some point. But I feel like we're still in, like... No, no, we're making them better. So, if you think differently, please let me know. <laughs> Though... I don't think that they need to be this long for every book, just these books. Yeah, and I wanted to shout out a a specific Reddit user because with the uh, with the Malazan recaps, um, so we've been doing some different things. I want to be kind of transparent about what we're doing here, and it might change too. Chad and I have like different approaches for how we do recaps. Most of our recaps that we do, we we write them ourselves, uh, or we take a recap from like a, a wiki or wikipedia or some other place where we found it and we'll kind of like take that and then add or subtract things or like rewrite sentences totally. in a way that we like better um there's some sentences we, we just can't put our notes. name behind we have also taken notes while we've read and put together recaps ourselves like that too um but i did want to be as transparent as possible and say we don't 
write all of our recaps no. uh, all the time. And with these, uh, with the Gardens of the Moon one, I think we used, I can't remember exactly what we used. It was like a mixture of the 10 very big books, uh, Google Slides thing that they put together and also a mixture of the Malazan wiki. And we would kind of like, I like copy pasted the Malazan wiki and then I would look at that um, Google Slides thing and then my own notes as well and then compile it into, into one big recap totally. to, to chat or I would read for Gardens of the Moon. But for Deadhouse Gate specifically, a Reddit user named Vito Cornelius actually combined and compiled all the chapter summaries from the wiki and the Tor reread oh, that was online. Which bless I, you, I've Vito. Yeah, uh, Vito Cornelius, I don't know if you're listening. You probably are because we're such a huge podcast. But um, thank you so much for compiling all that. And I wanted to shout it out and give you credit. And uh, we will put that credit in the descriptions for those episodes as well. Because those recaps are amazing. And uh, we couldn't have done them better ourselves. hundreds of hours. It took, I mean... <laughs> like even One with the, the tweaks that I and I put a lot of time into them even still but like if I had to start from scratch yeah. without them it would have taken so much longer. Yeah. Um so I don't know if we're going to keep doing that. I mean like the the 10 very big books like uh google slides and, and yeah and i'm not even gonna try to tell you not to go listen to 10 very big books and to only listen to our podcast you should go listen to 10 very big books they do a, an, an excellent job can we take uh, them in the fight yeah we can but like <laughs> <laughs> i love the, i love I those guys uh but um yeah i just wanted to be like as transparent as, as possible and then also shout out Vito cornelius for putting that together i think for memories of vice i don't know if i'm gonna be able to find another summary that was that detailed i'm gonna try Chad and I might just, you know, use the wiki and use the Google Slides thing and then uh, recaps with our own notes and stuff as well. Why the, if you were wondering why the recaps were so long, it's because we're taking the most detailed recap we could find on the internet and reading. And sometimes making it more detailed. <laughs> uh, also, can we just take a second and acknowledge what a cool name you have, Vitro Cornelius. He sounds like a, like a arch nemesis. I also want to shout out Chad, who has taken up the responsibility of, of reading these recaps, sometimes with really cool voices. Uh, personally, I, I know I've been told I've got a decent voice, you do. Uh, but I don't want to I don't want to read the recaps. I don't I'll read the Throne of Glass ones and I'll read other ones. But like, I don't want to read for 45 minutes straight. I just it's so funny because Evan will come to me like <laughs> this one's pretty long, man, because he, he knows that like, he'll write a lot of them and do a lot of the uh, reworking just because he's like a better author. And he knows that I'll be or he'll be trying to talk me into reading it. And he'll be like, man, it's kind of long. Was it OK? He's got like his points lined up and like he doesn't really know. Like, well, I mean, I'm, I'm he's going to know now. But like, I like doing it. I think it's fun. And so I'm always like, yeah, dude, no problem. Like, it's fun well, for thank me. Thank you for so. doing it, Chad. You're, you're making these episodes that much better. So appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you. It is um, a lot to edit sometimes. And, you know, it takes it takes a while. But, you know. <laughs> Oh, hey, I'm here for it. I've started getting a little bit more, uh, and it, maybe you've noticed this, dear listeners, but um, I'm definitely leaving some a little more pauses, a little more ums, a little more ahs, uh, a little more false starts, just because you you know us, you love us. Oh, no, I was going to uh, say that I, you, I can't... your ums have gotten way better. Oh, yeah. Those, Dude, markedly. Um, I just did one. <laughs> but I will say, yeah, I mean, I was, I was kind acknowledge of... acknowledge you, my friend. <laughs> I did. I did kind of zone in on the edits a lot. When we were first, especially when we first started the podcast, it used to take me like seven hours to edit. You used to remove like every an breath. Hour long. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Ridiculous. I would, if you if you have a podcast, I would recommend don't you don't have to take everything out. It doesn't no. have to be like this seamless thing. You can leave some flubs in. You can leave some ums and ahs and false starts and stuff. Even medium sized silent zones. You know, I used to cut yeah. out big spaces, and sometimes I mess up the timing yeah. of sentences. You know. 
Mostly I just delete when you and me interrupt each other. <laughs> totally. Or I'll to, like, move that around. end yeah, one and then begin one and pull it apart. So that way yeah. I end and you start or you start and I end, you know? <laughs> There's like whole 15 second chunks of it's... our podcast where Chad and I are both talking at the same time. Hey, when you got something good to say. We're making decent points, though. You got to yeah. separate them. Anyway, that's enough about the podcast. Uh, go on with your, go on with your bets. In a natural yeah. conversation, you naturally can cut off somebody at the end. It's like a, the helps maintain the flow. You know, it's just not great for content because you can't see our lips and, you know, it's hard to separate it on one audio channel. OK, I'm done. So I'm pretty boring <laughs> as far as my week. I'm just been doing my thing, man. I did the Malazan. I'm so happy to have Deadhouse Gates behind us because yep. I'm just really stoked for the third one. It's the introduction of one of my favorite characters of all time in fantasy, just period in all books. Uh, so I'm just very, very stoked to read this next one. And it gets a little bit more like there's a, a really unique thing about this next one that we don't really experience, like a style of writing that we don't get to experience in like any of the other books. And it's just a fresh little little thing. So I'm really stoked on that. Finished it. If you haven't listened to the episode, definitely go listen to it. If you're not reading the books. I don't know what you're doing, Good but luck. you should listen to it anyway because those recaps are detailed. <laughs> no, yeah. Uh, if you haven't read any of the Malazan books, go listen to the eighth episode we've done and no other episodes. See oh my god, I'm just what a curious. nightmare that would be. <laughs> oh, that's funny. Yeah, sorry. So I'm I'm pretty far into Air of Fire. Uh and it is I don't want to say like we're back, but I just like Maybe that maybe this story wasn't hugely benefited in my mind by the short form content. I wanted to sink my teeth in a little bit more. And this is like mm-hmm. back to the the quality of the first two. I felt the first one was a little or the last one with the short story the one was a little like yeah. punchy and, and not in a good way. If that makes sense. I like Air of Fire a lot more than anything I've read so far. That so was much better said. Yes, it's very good. <laughs> it's 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 like a different I feel like I'm reading a different series already. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm only like 100 pages into it, and I'm just like, oh, this is, okay, here we go. Yeah, like, totally. <laughs> and that's what everybody told us, too. I needed you some know? of these things to happen in the story, because I can't do, like, eight books. Of, and I knew it was coming, because Sarah J. Yeah, Moss has not too. let me down in the past, but, like, this is a debut series, so I really wanted to make sure, you know, but she's not disappointing me. <laughs> um, okay, good. so... it's cool. The real star player of the week here was your recommendation with the combat codes, which I'm only about 80% done with. And Evan super hyped me prior to uh, recording today, which because he has our like relationship, I think, or somewhat with Alexander Darwin, the writer, or at least enough of one that he was confident he can get us. Well, a... I've been trying to get him on here, but yeah, I keep having to. What's the what's the industry term? Bump him. Bump him. You know? Yeah. Because <laughs> I'm so freaking busy. It's, uh, yeah. it's hard being this get, popular. I'm on here. Oh my gosh. But yeah, I've talked with Alexander a couple times about him coming out of the podcast. Which I'm stoked for. I think you and him are going to have a really interesting conversation. Tell our audience why you're going to have such an interesting okay. conversation. So Alexander Darwin is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu practitioner. And there's something that like, especially, and I'm not saying this like, like I'm not bringing down any martial art when I say this, but there's something, there's a special link between like Brazilian jiu-jitsu people because they just, it's just a way of thinking. And yet it's so like when Bruce Lee, what he did for martial arts was he stopped forms people always be like what's the best form like this country's style or this family's style or is it taekwondo or is it you know it's like and he was like martial art has no form it is you honestly expressing yourself in the moment you know and if you're if you get stuck in these rigid forms yeah chop it's like that's not what you're going to need when you need to use that tool it's not always going to line up like that and so you need to be able to flow and so you need to it needs to be formless. You still need to know the moves, but formless. And with Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, it's so much the same because you're all learning the same martial art, but it's so different because everybody has, like everyone wants to get like 
back control, right? But like everybody's got a different way of getting there. And I can tell 100% that Alexander Darwin knows exactly what he's talking about. He's trained in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. Not only that, he's done competitions because he like captures that like nervous essence of like, man, I'm just going to fail in front of all of my friends on something that's like going to be kind of <laughs> emasculating, you know? Like, <laughs> like, so uh, for anybody that doesn't know, uh, The Combat Codes, to my knowledge at least, it's a book about... Instead of armies, these countries have like champions who fight each other Hero one system. on one for that's pretty awesome. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so freaking cool. And it's like explained, <laughs> it's it's kind of like I'm, I don't want to relate it to uh, the scythe books because maybe I relate it to the yeah, first two before yeah. the world gets ridiculous, but it's kind of like that. And let like the whole world's agreed to just like do it this way because yeah. they had their uh, their future already had their like weapons of mass destruction battle that like, okay, we almost destroyed the species. Let's sure. try the hero system out. And so that of course has the result of a bunch of underground, like, fighting circles to like hone the champions to work their that's way so up the ranks to become the champion great idea for a book man. oh my but gosh it's like a, fighting awesome. to fight like right when is when it was explained to me i was like oh this is chad this is a chad book you were not wrong you were oh, yeah, not wrong so cool. and it's just it's written it's some of the best like hand-to-hand combat that i've ever written and like sometimes i don't know it's you like read. <laughs> you know how when you're watching a a movie and you're like i can tell because i have smoked cigarettes that that person right there has not smoked cigarettes. Like they just hold it improperly. It's not an extension of their body. Like a smoker would hold it, you know? And and I know some actors will hold it for a while and, you know, remove that. But it's very similar in that. Like I can tell sometimes when someone's writing a fight scene that this person has never been in a sparring session. He's never been hit in the face or like had someone trying (laughs) to like beat the heck out of them with, their fists because like that's yeah. a hard thing really to stop someone from doing and uh you know those twists and moves it's like, really difficult sometimes and uh I, it's just so clear to me that alexander darwin knows what he's talking about and he's like i'm like learning things i'm like oh that is like a really good route and a philosophy to apply to like trying to get around someone's guard or taking a certain position wow. it's just man could not praise its combat codiness enough because <laughs> the combat codes are here ladies and gentlemen and alexander darwin knows what he's talking about and can write a bang-up book also so i uh i couldn't be more stoked about this recommendation that's so awesome i'm like i love giving good recommendations mad i'm not reading it right now <laughs> and like it's like weird it's like a dumb statement to be like and then i had to stop reading this book so i could read malazan i had to read Malazan. like it's like i want to yeah. read malazan but man not really when i'm reading the comic codes because <laughs> And it's just so simple, you know, it's great. Hell yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I'll stop um, blovating on that. But if you're looking for a good fight book that is just done very well and captures the philosophy behind the fighting is not just stylistic punches. Um, I would recommend this book because, man, it really kills it. I'll see if I watched anything this week. Oh, I watched the first half of Across the Spider-Verse because I just love those movies. They're so good. Oh, man, I still haven't seen the second one. You should. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I watched I the watch half of the first one. Oh, you mean Into the, the Spider-Verse? Oh, did I say across one. it? Yeah, you're right. Into yeah. the Spider-Verse, my bad. I've had that Post Malone song stuck in my head all week. because oh, uh, I saw the video of Post Malone singing um, America the Beautiful at the Super Bowl, and I was like, oh, man, he crushed it. And then 
I was like, oh wait, that 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 song from uh, Spider Man is a Post Malone song, so I like put that on where on my last run that I went on. It's been stuck in my head all week. It's a really good song. I feel like it's worth it for us to take the you know two seconds to look down this rabbit trail a little bit further. Why does everyone love Post Malone? Like he's not that good of an artist, yeah. but I love him to death. Like I I'm with them. I just like he makes good music. He has an attraction oh, a pull that I just don't get, but it's lovely. I, think, I feel I think, it too. Uh, I don't know if he writes his own, so I don't know whatever is happening over there. But uh, I mean, just the hooks are hooks are good. His hooks, hooks are, are very solid. good. He's also really nice with fans. You know, yeah, like he'll mean, give he you a shoe like and a stuff. Nice dude. Yeah, he seems like a nice guy. And um, I don't know. Like, I feel like just the songs just have really solid production and hooks and arrangements. And I mean, it's like, a, They're like different. Justin Bieber songs. You know what I mean? Like What'd Justin you say? Bieber songs. Like I was gonna say, Justin Bieber songs have like really good production on them. So uh, like Ariana Grande songs have just amazing production amazing. on Dude, those that things. That woman and... has pipes. <laughs> I know. It's amazing. Know. Have you seen her covering uh, Whitney Houston's <laughs> yeah. "I Will Always Love You"? It's amazing. Oh my god! And oh she's like god, four foot negative two inches or something. Like <laughs> she's a tiny person, and the sounds that she can produce—it's yeah. like actually uh, amazing. What were we talking about? Spider-Man? Post Across Malone, the Spider-Verse. I watched, or I watched half of Into the Spider-Verse. Okay, the last thing I want to do is thank a few countries here and then we'll move on to your week. Um, yeah, I've yeah. got Finland, a new one on the block. New kids on the block. Finland at eight. Finland. Woo! Finland. Oh. Hey, Finland. Thank yeah, you. thanks, Finland. Appreciate that. Uh, we have Slovakia at 51. Italy at 59. Uh, moving up. I think Italy was like barely over the 100 last week, so made the list. Italy. And now we officially have Canada. Canada, you were so close last week. And now we're Canada. at 89, which was the year Canada. I was born. So, Oh my goodness. So many good wow. things there. The top 100 in Canada. Wow. I don't even know if this list, this country has ever been on the list before, but it should be because it has billions of people as India. Uh, we're 90. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. Thank you, India. Wow. And That's then really cool. UK. Come on, UK. We're at 101. We're at 101. Oh. Come on, baby. Come on. Oh so I'm gosh. pretty stoked on that. Thank you, all the countries. You guys rock. Getting into the top 100 for arts and entertainment is no... That's that's no small feat. No small feat. That is, and uh, that across is really cool. every country in the world, we're 147 is our average. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. So if you expand it up to like 250, we've covered the, most of them. That's so cool. Wow, thank you everybody. Appreciate it. So cool. It. It's so cool to like see a list. I'm like, I didn't even really know that was a country. And I'm like, <laughs> like sometimes I have really embarrassing conversations before these podcasts with Evan. I'm like, hey Evan, like I know you toured Europe. Like, what is this? Can you help me understand? Because I thought this was like a coalition of three countries. And he's like, no, okay, let me explain. Yeah, in the like the 80s. <laughs> Evan's got Europe down. All right, well, tell me about your week. What have you been doing? Okay. Uh yeah. So um yeah, finished up Dead House Gates, did a nice long episode about that. Uh I haven't started Memories of Ice yet. I think um that's gonna take me a while to dig through i remember the first part of it being pretty weird at least the prologue i was like it's like three hundred thousand years before anything so that's gonna be fun i also finished uh with the assassin's blade um moving into air of fire we just talked about that a little bit i'm liking air of fire quite a bit you know it's it's pretty cool i finished a book called the shadows of the dark crystal which is a dark crystal novel there's four dark crystal novels if you don't count the novelization that came out around the same time that the movie did it was pretty good. Like, I mean, it wasn't like amazing. Uh, it was, I think I liked it a lot because I just love Thra and I love the world of the Dark Crystal and everything. You are a fanboy. I think the, yeah, I mean, I'm like a total Dark Crystal fanboy. <laughs> so like, it's kind of like required reading for me. Uh, Shadows of the Dark Crystal is the first book out of four. I think it goes Shadows of the Dark Crystal, Song of the Dark Crystal, Tides of the Dark Crystal, Flames of the Dark Crystal. So I'm, I'm going to read the rest of them because J.M. Lee is pretty awesome. The descriptions of the world are really good. I think like jm lee the author is probably 
just as big, if not a much bigger Dark Crystal nerd than I am, because you could tell that they were having so much fun playing around in this world. The descriptions of the Crystal Castle, like the place where the Skeksis live in particular, like those scenes, I was not expecting to go there in this book, and I was really delighted to go there. Uh, the main character, Naya, is really cool. The sister of Gurjan from the show. And the reason I mentioned the show and Gurjan is because if you've watched uh, Dark Crystal Age of Resistance, th these books, I didn't know this. Which you should if you haven't. It's amazing. But yeah, these books are kind of like a parallel story to the one of Rianne and Gurjan. It's Naya and Kylan, who are Dur Durjan and some other... Um, I can't remember all the names of the clans and stuff, but it's like these these two characters who are kind of like loosely connected to the main characters of the show, and it's all at the same time as the events of the show. Oh, really? So that's really cool. I didn't really know what was going on. What are they accomplishing? It's about like how the Gurjan, Rian's friend, they were both soldiers at the Crystal Castle. It's about how like Gurjan was being accused of treason, and so like Vaprin's one of the the main like kind of like royalty of the Gelflings came to the swamp where the main character Naya lives and was like, you need to go speak for your brother at like the, the Vaprin like council or whatever uh, <laughs> for the all mother and stuff. There's like a lot of language that I'm trying not to use because it'll confuse people, but it's a really cool book. I mean, I, it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be just kind of like this kind of, I don't know, money grabby, like tie in book but i wanted to give it a shot and um i was really stoked about it it was like 250 pages i read in like two days so yeah i, I enjoyed that quite a bit i think that was that's about it for my reading I'm, I'm almost done with a jim henson biography so i'm like in a i'm in like a jim henson dark crystally kind of mood lately because i think it was the the jim henson biography that was uh inspiring me to like dig more into everything um i watched like a dark crystal documentary and stuff and <laughs> i'm just kind of in those that are mode right now Dude, I don't know. There's like, there's a lot of Dark Crystal stuff. Was this a rerun that you'd watched before, or was this like new content, Dark Crystal content? No, I watched it on YouTube, and it was like from the '80s. Oh, okay. The, the the fidelity was really bad. I was mostly like listening to it. Totally. I was like, I, was man, I wonder how much you can really milk out of this, you know? <laughs> I, I mean, dude, like uh, the show and these books have really expanded on stuff. I mean, it's a really cool world. They have a remarkable amount of lore behind them. I shouldn't really talk. Yeah, and it's very unique. It's all, like, all the words for animals and stuff, it's like, oh, yeah, that sounds dark crystal-y. I don't know what it is. Like, it just it just works. Totally. Yeah, it's got a, it has a brand. It does, yeah. It's got a, it's got an aesthetic to it, and um, I really like it. Actually, I was thinking about getting the um, the, the Crystal Castle tattooed on my calf or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, because I really... Because it, like, means something to you, you know? <sighs> Man, oh, that's the last thing I need is a, it's a dark crystal tattoo, Evan. But I'm going to do it. It's my body. I can do whatever I want. All right, so that's the stuff that I read. Watched watched a lot of stuff this week, everybody. Really? Um, wow, I feel okay. like my roles have reversed. I watched nothing. Yeah. And right when you started writing it, that's awesome. Okay, so... Um, okay, so I'll talk about this one first. I fin I watched all five Breaking... Uh, not Breaking Bad. I watched all five Twilight movies. Oh, wow, you got through them all. Last week, I talked about a few of them. I think I was like halfway through Eclipse last boyfriend. week. I mean, I think I like them more than Effie does. Still, <laughs> but, I'm giving you boyfriend points. Not, I mean, um, okay, so Twilight. So here's the thing, everybody. I don't really have much to say about Twilight. I'm kind of, I, I'm coming to the whole thing. When is it ever going to get dark? I'm just saying, let me just say a few things real quick, just so I can just kind of get my, sure, my thoughts sure, yeah, across yeah. here. So, so uh, I'm coming, I'm coming to Twilight 10 years late. Uh, I'm a man in my 30s. There isn't a take about this franchise that I can make that hasn't been made a million times. But 
they're pretty bad man like they're like i just i was kind of disappointed honestly like really because i was kind of looking forward to twilight as though it was like this like a new kind of like comfort franchise i could watch yeah, like the you know, romance like, harry potter that you hadn't ever something like that with. i don't yeah. know that's like what it was in my mind it was like in my what mind it, it my was mind. like this thing that i dude they're like pretty bad movies <laughs> really? like they're like and i and I, you know me man i'm like really charitable with stuff have you read the books I read the first one. Okay, okay. So the way that Effie explained it to me is that the books have a lot more, are a lot more lore heavy, and like they kind of explain a lot more. I appreciate that. The story, the story is pretty engaging for the first couple movies for me, especially New Moon. Honestly, like New Moon, I was like, hey, like cool movie, you know. But then it gets way off the rails. Like, and people that know what I'm talking, like Jacob imprinting on Renezme, like. I was not mentally prepared for that. Like it, it, I I don't want to talk about this too much more with with you, Chad, because you haven't seen them. And I think no. if I was going to talk at length about my opinion on this stuff, I would want to do it with a fan who could stick up for them and kind totally. of, you know what I mean? Like because Effie's not really a fan. Either. Show you the other side, what you're not seeing. Yeah, because like I don't want to like come at Twilight from the outside. I'd like to like make fun of it from the inside, but I just haven't. I feel kind of like the same it's like it's a very related kind of silliness to me not watching the marvel movies as they were coming out hmm. like i feel like if i would have just not gone along with the whole like oh it would be emasculating to watch those movies i should have just like enjoyed them and watched them as they were coming out i feel like and then i could have i would have been able to like share in that kind of like nostalgia that people seem to have for these movies but but for me i was like watching them as somebody who didn't have any of that right and they're bad movies man like they're just like just they're all over the place they don't make any sense like there's just there's so many parts of it that are just like why the hell did that just happen and it's just don't worry about it it's never explained you know and it, and it's like it's just vibes and and i was and i missed the vibes you know what i mean i was i was not there to to imbibe like, the vibes you're preaching for some wisdom you like missed out on some very important fuel for the enjoyment of this which is nostalgia that like thing you know because like you're right you're looking at it through a totally different lens as someone who's enjoyed it growing up so like a couple more thoughts on it before i move on from twilight because like uh so for one thing like why did i watch twilight i mean for, personally it was like first of all because i wanted to you know because <laughs> i just like felt like it dude it's such a cultural like behemoth like right, it's right. such a phenomenon like like yeah i mean i wanted to check it out and another thing too and this I, I feel like twilight like as much as i'm saying like they're i don't like the movies i'm just being really honest i don't i did there was very there were very few parts of those movies that i actually enjoyed one of those things that I actually enjoyed was the music. The music in the movies is really, really good. Setting. The cinematography is really good. The setting is really good because I'm from this area. I like Alice a lot, and I liked um, Jasper a lot. Alice and Jasper are really cool. Emmett's pretty funny. But anyway, moving on, I feel like Twilight gets a lot of hate, and I think that a lot of the hate is really valid, especially the stuff that where it's like kind of like this weird abusive relationship, and there's also some like weird kind of like repressive like religious propaganda that's kind of thrown in there in my hmm. opinion that's just kind of like odd and like just kind of there's just like some strange like thematic stuff in there that's just kind of like ooh, like geez but all that being said i do think that i i think i kind of understand like why they were so popular for like teenage girls uh young women and i think that's it's because like nothing until twilight had come out had been like that kind of um like that kind of like hard 
dumb first love romance with no didn't that didn't try to explain itself that didn't try to make any excuses for itself it was just what it was and the way that it felt and i think that there's a lot to be said for that i think that there's a lot to be said for how genuine those movies and probably those books are too you know <laughs> like this kind of like sexual expression this kind of almost like unthinking like misguided uh sexual feelings that people have sometimes totally. and i think it captures that in a way that like hasn't been captured it, it like meets the audience where it is you know okay. i mean vampires raw beasts oh, vampires you know, are they, so sexy that they capture that very well so that's just like what i'm gonna say about twilight like um so like i th i think that parts of it are pretty respectable and pretty cool <sighs> just the movies man like i was just like fuck these are bad like these are bad movies but uh yeah that's those are my thoughts on twilight correct me if i'm wrong but i could see like the vampire thing being a way to kind of up the ante on a romance relationship, right? Like what, what's going to make forbidden. it more extreme? Cause it's, like your consequences are more forever when you're like 16 having to choose like vampire yeah. or not vampire, you know, I would imagine that's a, see, that's, a, that's one of the things about twilight that was kind of a little weird to me though. I mean, this, and this is just my opinion, y'all. Like I, I don't have any judgments for people that, that want this. Right, if you I'm diamond not, skin, you it, diamond skin. That's it's, fine. It's, it's, but like this idea of like forever, you know what I mean? Like that they was they have bond pairs. It, like it's it's like the last word in the whole series of movies. Really? It just says forever. Like think of like really think about it, man. Like think about like being with somebody until the sun explodes. Right. Do I want my right hand forever? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, but I think that that's part of the. There's a fantasy to it, right? There's like a this like oh, there's a romance. Is this? It's a, it's a fantasy of like somebody like these two people. These two people love each other in such an unshakable way that other people are willing to die for that love you know like knowingly like so that that's pretty interesting like there's 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 a lot to unpack with these movies and and again i'm coming at it a decade later there's people that are listening to this right now that are sick of me talking about twilight already but i'm loving it they they are they are interesting movies uh as movies, I don't think I'll be watching them again. Could I talk about it for a while? Yeah, I could probably talk about Twilight for a while. Sure, sure. Is it interesting? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. Is it interesting how bad they are? Yeah, it's pretty interesting how bad they are. Is it interesting how bad they are and how successful they are? Yeah, it's pretty interesting. So uh, yeah, anyway, I'm going to move on from Twilight. I have a really, really, really undeveloped theory that will probably prove itself to be wrong in every way. But when it comes okay. to <laughs> romance series that lasts beyond a few books, I because you mentioned like it gets a little weird. I feel like it's Pretty very weird. difficult not to get a little weird because you have like a romance. What is romance? It's like two people falling in love. Like you can really boil it down to some very simple goals states. You know, like we've achieved this. Where do we go from here? And so, hmm, yeah, if we accomplish that too early on, we can be left with no place to go. But, you know, publishers wanting more material or something. And so <laughs> we can go some weird places and so and i i have not read enough romance book to have that as a theory that i have but it's a a rumbling in my head that i'm kind of turning around like a rock spinner you know wondering if i'll get a smooth shiny stone out of it in you know a few series from now i don't know but it's something i'm thinking about it just really depends on what the author or the movie writers or whatever do with the material because i think with um like akatar for example pharah and resand are no longer like their kind of like will they won't they thing is kind of like resolved Done, right um i'm not saying for anybody that hasn't read it i'm not saying oh yeah who even uh, knows I'm not trying to, but like once that's once that arc is kind of taken care of 
for me personally, while I was reading it, I was kind of like, it felt like there was like an empty space that didn't get filled really with uh, the third book. Totally agree. But when Nesta comes along in the fifth book, it's like this whole other thing that's Perfect. also now more interesting. So uh, it just depends on like what's being done. But I do kind of agree a little bit with specifically with Twilight. <laughs> I think I think Stephanie Meyer was actually taken on for three books. And then there's this fourth total wackadoodle book. That's just like when I was watching, I, when I was watching the fourth and fifth movies, because they split the fourth book into two movies. And I was just like, why? <laughs> like, this is, there is so little going on right now. Did we like, learn there's... nothing from Christopher Paulini? <laughs> anyway, if you haven't watched the Twilight movies, go check them out. Uh, they're, I mean, well, they're, yeah, after you just sold them, bro. <laughs> to, 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 uh, to really sum up my feelings, though, I didn't stop watching until I was finished. And I wasn't doing it for clout. I'm not making any videos about it or anything. I mean, I'm talking about it on the podcast because it's what I did this week, but I didn't do it to content farm or anything. I genuinely wanted to watch them and I genuinely wanted to keep watching them until the end. So what does that say? I feel like you're a little late the, to the I'm, table if you're trying to content farm. I do plan on reading the books, though. That doesn't, <laughs> that know, shakes me like I definitely I will like not maybe avoid the movies, but not go out of my way to watch them after hearing that. But that doesn't <clears> change my opinion. I still want to read the books. I would love to feel like yeah. it's I'm like a missing a cornerstone of teen fantasy romance, you know? I don't know, folks. Uh, tell me if you want me and Chad to read the books. I don't know how good of a job we would do with them. I don't know. I mean, were they made for us? No. That's a conversation for another day. Totally, um, I'm totally. Still not, I'm not totally opposed to reading them on here. But anyway. Okay, so moving on to the other thing that I watched this this week. I'm not done with it yet, but I've watched a lot more Halo? of The Last of Us, oh. not Halo. Oh, I uh, forgot to watch The Last of Us. That's what I was going to watch. Dude, The Last of Us is one of the best shows I've ever watched in my life. Getting turned into a sticky note. Wow. Wow. I can't believe I waited a year to watch this. I don't know what... I don't, I don't even have that much to say about it. It's just so amazing. What do you love about it the most? Uh, Pedro Pascal and Bella Ramsey, like the two of them together are brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. I mean, I'm not a huge fan of the game and I've talked about it at length on the podcast. Like um, the game, I just, I don't like stealth games very much. And it's I just, not your style. It's just not my kind of game. I think it, it stops the action too much for cutscenes and stuff. And they made a show out of it, which I probably said at one point before they even made the show, this should just be a show. Right. And they made it into a show. Oh my God. Like the third episode, man, with Nick Offerman. Oh, is it the one what where the? they have to go through the museum? No, that's the fifth episode. Is that Sorry, the fifth? I don't know. Okay. Uh, with like Henry, where they where they end up at the last part, where like that horde comes up. Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. 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 Okay, totally. So that's as much. That's as far into spoiler territory as I'm going to go. Uh, territory. I'm as far go, as I'm But on. the third episode, the third episode with Nick Offerman, with like the survivalist guy and his eventual husband. Oh, that was such a good episode. That was so awesome. I loved every freaking second of it. It was amazing. Yeah, it's just an incredible show. Like it's, but I will say it's really violent. Like it's much more violent than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it was just saying a lot because I already knew it was what kind of game it was, but it was it's just like deteriorating zombies though. It's like, and some of these zombies are years into their breakdown, you know, yeah. so they're pretty heinous. Man, it's such an amazing show. I want to go watch it right now. Like, Dude, it's, 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 it's seriously. The clicks. Yeah, it's horrific. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like post-apocalyptic shows don't always do it for me. Me neither. I think it's just been done so much. I think this is a really cool take on it. The idea of it being fungi, you know, like thing it's, is just so cool. Yeah, it's such a good twist to it. Uh, but yeah, that's uh, that's about it for me for this week. I mean, I read a lot. I watched a lot of stuff. I'm still playing Sekiro because when I have time to play video games, um, Sekiro is 
I beat if anybody has played Sekiro and is interested. Uh, I beat Genichiro, which is like the the first like mm, big Genichiro. bad boss. So you beat uh, the lightning guy. So I beat that. I was thinking about streaming it while um, while playing it, but I didn't want like fifty people to see how bad I am in Sekiro. So. You should. Our Discord server has been boosted the maximum amount it possibly can, so you can do it at the highest rate of audio and video that uh, Discord allows you to stream with three hundred well, people watching. So uh, thanks, guys. <laughs> I was Appreciate gonna you. I was gonna stream on um on, on TikTok. Um, with my phone, but I think I might, I, I might be, I'm not totally sure if I'm doing this, everybody, but, uh, I might be buying a PC here pretty soon so I can stream on Twitch or on discord so we can all hang out and, um, I can do that, but, but you can't do that on a Mac. No. Oh, wow. That's some bullets for my gun. Next time we have that <laughs> argument, <laughs> hey, your, your, your computer is the one that you have to keep restarting. So yeah, because it's broken in half. <laughs> Why is it? It's a sin. sin. <laughs> My, I don't have to restart my. I'm not even going to start firing the new bullets in my gun. I'm just going to save them for a rainy day. <laughs> for anybody that's curious about what Chad and I are arguing about, if you couldn't tell already, uh, I'm a Mac guy and Chad is a PC guy. So, yeah, yeah. we have I, to talk. <laughs> I, I very much like for 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 audio, video editing, art editing. Yeah. I just Max agree or, so hard with the exact opposite choice for everything, you know, but you know, it's what that's you know. Okay. We don't have to get into that. No, no um, we Let don't. us know in the Discord if you're, uh, uh, all of you, uh, 99% of you out there that are using Max, uh, let us know why you're using Max <laughs> and why they're so much better in the Discord, please. Uh, okay, so let's move on to the fun fact, and then we got a question from the Discord. Ooh, nice. Thank you, everyone, so much for leaving the questions. It's so nice yeah. to, like, yeah, I love more. Yeah. just talking about stuff. That's great. And we'll always do that. But it's really nice to be able to, like, answer a question people are asking. It's nice to give content that was requested, you know? So uh, please go in there. It's really nice. And it saves Evan and I time so we don't sit back and think about ridiculous things like <laughs> 99 apples that give you powers. And <laughs> Though that was on or the hip, I thought it was pretty good, really. Yeah, I mean, we're a, a Twilight rant that's oh, yeah, that's pretty good too. That, nobody, that nobody asked for. Okay, so, uh, fun fact is, at a premiere of the Good Omens TV series, a front row seat was left empty in tribute to Terry Pratchett. Ooh. His trademark scarf and hat were placed on it, and there was a bag of popcorn. Neil Gaiman said that Terry wanted to sit next to him and eat popcorn if an Omens movie ever happened. Aww. That's the sweetest thing I've heard all week, and also thing. sad. Uh, you are a big fan of the Good Omens uh, show. I haven't watched it yet. It captured my heart. It was just adorable. It was just a story of friendship of two best friends that shouldn't be and them overcoming like the biggest of all challenges together. And it's really, really, really sweet. And I, I've, I'm sad that Neil Gaiman and Terry Pratchett weren't able to do like a whole series together or something, you know, because they they're, I mean, they're in a category so complimentary so few people ever make it into yeah and neil, how old is neil game neil gaiman made it into that category very young which is so hard i feel like neil gaiman's like 60 is he really he's like 35 in my mind like he's wearing like I mean, black he, boots and his hair he, is like, like very... he's like neil gaiman's like one of the most stylish people i've ever seen like not even just authors i wish that i wish i could age as gracefully and as aesthetically as neil gaiman is he's 63 yeah 63 okay yeah, I had the he's older. A, he's a Scorpio. Of course he is. Nice. I'm a Scorpio. Scorpio. Oh yeah, you are. Man. Um, okay, so that was the. Fun he looks fact. like Adrian uh, Bros. Bro- Brody. Adrian Brody in my <laughs> mind. Yeah. yeah, he looks like uh, Adrian Brody's younger or older brother. That kind of scruffy Adrian older brother <laughs> who worked on the docks. Let's move on to the question. Uh, so oh, yeah. we have a question, and this Good question comes back. to us from the Discord from Foo F O O. Foo asks. If you were a ghost, 
who or where would you haunt? Oh, great. <laughs> Man, we could get canceled real quick for this answer. Let me think about this, who? So <laughs> <laughs> why would we get canceled? <laughs> I'm just saying there's like a lot of creepy nope, don't, answers. Don't. <laughs> Which of course I would stumble into accidentally. I'm just gonna have to like put the put a unusual filter between brain and mouth that like ramp that totally, up a little bit. Okay, yeah. where would I okay, so what's the limit here? Are we can we pick like an object that we're like a tour bus that travels around or is it like one location or is it a person? Ghost. Yeah. Yeah. The world is your oyster. Wow. Okay. Hmm. I feel like haunting a place that a lot of people had to go would be cool. You know what I mean? Ooh, like the DMV. The DMV <laughs> ghost. <laughs> I mean, yeah, because like something that you couldn't like super easily, like like the Louvre in France. Ooh, way cooler you know than I mean? the DMV. Like yeah. something that it's like, they're not going to shut it down because of like a couple creepy things happening. Right, right, right. You know what I mean? But it's like, this is haunted. You know what right. I mean? Like, so I think maybe the Louvre in France, actually, that's my answer. That's a really good answer because you're going to get the paranormal investigators who are going to come with their little like electrical machines. They're going to try so to talk to you. Yeah, it would like ruin France. Yeah, you're going to be on the cutting edge of like ghost technology and communication, you know? <laughs> um, hmm. they'd, use, they'd use their whole arsenal on me. Why would I? Yeah, my answer was so good. Was so good. Uh, like, you don't have I'm to top gonna... it. You just got to get as good as that. Okay, answer. okay, okay. okay. Let, me, let me give you one second to think here. I'm just blown away by yours. Thank you. Appreciate you. Dude, I bought a pack of juicy fruit gum. I don't know why. I was like at the store and I saw it. Dude, and I was it's like, pretty good. That. It's very juicy. It's not that I don't know, man. No? Is it? Is it just, do I have like ads, like marketing in my brain? Is it not as juicy as I think it is? I don't think it's as juicy, yeah. Damn. This is not paid for by Juicy Fruit. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. We're freezing like no microphones yeah. over here. <laughs> like, I don't... Um, okay, I'm going to go with a classic, like a, like a real easy, like can't go wrong. And I don't quite have it narrowed yet, but definitely a historic, like, like the pyramids. I want to I want to go to like another place where there's a lot fuck of around in there, man. Dude, I want to be you're expected. Gonna... And I feel like I'm a social person, right? Like I'm going to need a place that's already haunted. Like I don't want to be the only ghost in the house. Yeah, but they're not going to be like, hey, myself. Chad, they're going to be like, hey, who, what? Maybe, like, dude, no. like I might get a Maybe. headless yeah, uh, like cool. Nick or whatever, like a nice one. I don't think they want you there, dude. Really? You think so? Maybe not, dude. That would be so... They kind of made it for them. Like, yeah, that would suck to be like pyramids and they're like, sorry, yeah. man, we've got like a no vacancy situation over here. We got a lot of pharaohs up in this place. <laughs> yeah, it's like their bedroom kind of like it's... Well, I would have hoped that they crossed over like the river Styx and like, you know, they got the paid, they paid for the ferrymen no, and all their... that's like their... That's like... I don't know, man. Jars, you know? Maybe, maybe it's a bad... But I want to be expected. I don't want to like... I'm not trying to terrify people. I want to be around other friendly ghosts. I know that's a high... a, another ghost spot. I understand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and like, I don't want to be scaring people. You know, like, I don't want to be like in like the the space station. Like, can you imagine how terror it would be? <laughs> terrible it would be for space <laughs> exploration. <laughs> the ISS oh, was haunted. I have another good answer. I have another. Not good only answer. would that be terrifying, it would be bad for all of mankind. Elon Musk would not be happy. <laughs> I would haunt the haunted mansion ride at Disney World. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow because because you'd like, not be lonely pe people are kind of expecting it but like let's make it really really weird you know let's go off script you would have a lot of fun yeah because like people That's an wouldn't entertaining know, choice yeah like people wouldn't know like what was real and what wasn't so you could get like really like wild with it you know and i wouldn't do anything violent or anything or like no. super offensive or anything like that i'd haunt the shit out of george soros slash you what <laughs> <laughs> He's almost no. dead, man. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I don't. I don't like the idea of haunting P 
people. No, don't that's creepy. People. Yeah. Uh, it's like, just like, but on so many levels. Like haunt, haunting large groups of random people, that's fine with me. But like sticking to one person, that's pretty messed up. They have stuff going yeah, on. Yeah, like a tribe. Like a tribal ghost would be cool. Yeah, they have stuff going on. Yeah, you know? they do have stuff like events and stuff. Uh, anyway, that's it. I think that's a, that's a whole episode. What a, great an- what a great question. Yeah, thank you for that awesome question. Yeah, Fu, thanks, Foo. Uh, feel free, everybody. Thanks, uh, Leave questions. We are kind of off. We're answering off the cuff. So if- <laughs> I know it's hard to believe that I just made that up. <laughs> 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 if you didn't know we didn't put a lot of thought into any of that oh that's fantastic so. boo you rocked it for us this week uh make sure that you're the one who rocks it for us next week go check it out and give us a question if you didn't know we have a patreon that helps out a lot we have uh, all that cool stuff where you go click on stuff and you see more things than what we're just talking about all over the internet so yeah go check all that stuff out thank you so much for listening to this episode we really hope that you're having an awesome day so far and if you're going to work right now don't worry about it too much just no Go there and you know do do what do what they ask and don't don't stress out you know right now is the only moment you'll it. ever live so like choose happiness <laughs> don't worry about you know it. yeah turn it in when it's whenever you get it done yeah you know do you <laughs> do you and uh, clock out a little early you know no one's gonna notice or get overtime <laughs> anyway uh, <laughs> don't get fired thank you so much for listening everybody I uh, hope you have an amazing rest of your day and of course happy reading bye everybody.